Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I am Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by my company, Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Well, we're continuing our coverage on uh, Corona time, coverage of, of COVID-19 and the uh, impact on the current commercial real estate market. We're also covering how commercial real estate participants are dealing with this situation and what to expect moving forward. Please welcome my guest. It's Brian Bailey. He is a CCIM. He's a CRE, and he's the Federal Reserve's commercial real estate subject matter expert, and he's joining us on Zoom today. Brian, thanks for joining us, sir. Michael, you're looking well. Thank you for having <laughs> me back today. Hey, we all want to be well right now, right? We're all, uh, here we are. It's, uh, what, May 21st, um, and uh, things are kind of starting to open back up, and you know, I think a lot of people are curious out there as kind of what's going on in the market and, uh, you know, being with the Fed and the commercial real estate uh, expert for, for the Fed. I think the first thing I'd like to ask you is really about defaults uh, on commercial real estate loans right now. Kind of what do you see so far? Great. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. To come back, I think you know this has been year four, year five now that you've had me back. So, thank you so much um, today. I you know appreciate the opportunity to share you know a few a few thoughts uh, with with your audience. Certainly, you know these are my views and not necessarily those of my colleagues at the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta nor the Board of Governors. You know defaults today. You know certainly we are in unprecedented times. Uh, you look at you know, how commercial real estate has been impacted, retail, hotels, office space, with, you know, the, the shelter-in-place orders. And, and you would think that defaults, you know, were astronomical, uh, you know, at an astronomical number at, at this point in time. But really, you know, the market has performed very well. Um, it's, it's, it's surpassed, a, you know, a number of, of participants' expectations. Um, rent collections outside of, uh, you know, hotels obviously, you know, have really exceeded uh, most of the people that I've talked to in the last two months. So certainly, you know, good dynamics there. It is beginning to tail off a little bit. So we had, you know, roughly 90 plus percent collections across multifamily, across office, across uh, industrial in April and again in May. Certainly retail faced a number of headwinds already and collections are roughly about 50% for both of those months. And so certainly, you know, beginning to see, you know, some of the defaults beginning to tick up a little bit in the CMBS space. I mean, we've seen delinquencies rise from 1.3% in April to roughly 5.6%, give or take in May. There's still, you know, 10 days left. So you may still see some payments. Um, you know, I think a lot of that, you know, obviously driven by, uh, the stay-at-home orders for hotels, driven uh, to the same degree with retail. Obviously, retail was already impacted by the by the stay-at-home orders. Uh, on the other side, looking at the regulated lending community, I know that a number of banks right now have taken some of the guidance. You know, and, and there's been a significant amount of guidance that's come out of Washington as far as how to handle you know, issues with COVID-19 today. 
And so a number of lenders have capitalized on that, that guidance and, and you know, they are working with their borrowers today as, as is the expectation from the regulators. The regulators are expecting that if, you know, in 2019, at the end of 2019, if a borrower was in good standing, we expect the bank to work with them. Uh, our president yesterday, our, our president, Rafael Bostic, president of the Atlanta Fed, said yesterday in a Nashville speech, uh, that you know, we we certainly are encouraging and expecting the banks to work with their borrowers where safety and soundness you know is is in place. Um, at the at, and we will certainly remember the institutions that have that have heeded uh, you know that that mandate. So certainly our expectation is that that the banks will work with their with their lenders that were in good standing. That's very good to hear. So those loans for these banks uh, won't put them uh, put those loans in a bad box. They won't have to increase their reserves right now for for loans that maybe they've deferred payments on. Well, I, you know, there's been there's been a specific guidance that's that's targeted that. So uh, temporarily, we have relaxed the guidance associated with with uh, TDRs which are allowed, and, and, th- and this was actually driven by specific legislation in the CARES Act, and, and that legislation, you know, mandated under certain circumstances that borrow, that, pardon me, that lenders could and were expected to work with their borrowers. And so in a lot of instances with the, these uh, temporary debt restructurings, um, you know, that, that regulation has been relaxed and a number of banks are taking advantage of that dynamic to structure the and, and restructure some of the payments to better suit today's you know climates uh, you know required by the business community. And that's still up to the the bank itself, right, to make those decisions and and how to do them, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And and how long of a period? Uh, at the moment, again, here we are, May 21st, uh, might uh, deferrals uh, from a bank to their borrower uh, be considered, uh, you know, not uh, a default for the, the, the lender to, to, to put those loans in, a, in the bad box that they've got to add to their reserves? Is that three months? Is that six months? Or does that depend? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's really dependent on, you know, what the lender sees. Right now, so the lender has, you know, the decision in in this instance. I think that certainly lenders are are taking into account, you know, the the, the current environment and and working very hard with the borrowers. But uh, it's it's really dependent, you know, on the on the specific circumstances. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are trying to figure out, hey, what what's the, the future look like? And and it's uh, there are some unknowns, but we did do go through a recession that uh, was uh, manifested in 08 and a nine time period. So when if we look at uh, banks, for example, uh, and how they were situated uh, back in 08 and 09 financially, and how they're situated, especially related to commercial real estate loans today. Um, is there any difference there? Are they in, in, a, in a better shape potentially than they were to maybe handle a storm? Yes, um, by far and away, head, head and shoulders, the banks are in a much better capital position today compared to 
uh, you know, the mid uh, late 2000s. So certainly I think that is, you know, very beneficial. It is certainly, um, you know, helping with uh, working, you know, with, with the flexibility needed in today's environment associated with, you know, COVID-19 because we are in, you know, a, you know, a, a dynamic that's really driven by the timeline associated with the health science piece with the virus. And so, you know, the expectation you've heard out of uh, a number of the, the policymakers out of the Fed in Washington or um, at the Atlanta Fed is, you know, we're dependent on that timeline, but the expectation is once we figure that out, that a number of the pieces are in place for, you know, a pretty significant rebound. And so certainly, you know, the banks being in a much better capitalized position is, is you know, certainly checks a, a significant box as, you know, they continue to lend. I think the other thing is, is, is that, you know, we know that there was a lot of work that was required on behalf of the banks um, coming out, stemming from the Dodd-Frank legislation. And the banks that have gone through, you know, those gymna those mental gymnastics and, and, you know, worked hard to better understand their business driven by the requirements from Dodd-Frank are in a, in a much better position because of, you know, that, you know, intellectual exercise. I mean, they understood their customers, the customers' businesses, and they understood, understood the associated risks. And so as we look across a number of the institutions today, you know, they are saying, hey, we have the systems in place to be able to tell you, you know, what's our retail exposure? What's our exposure to the industrial sector? What's our exposure to hospitality? Where, where are those properties located? And so certainly, you know, that is a significant improvement over where we were in the in the mid 2000s. So I think that uh, you know head and shoulders today, the banks have a better capital position. They've got a significant better analytical suite, and so we are in a better position. They are in a better position. Pardon me today compared to the mid 2000s. And that's good to hear too, because you know if they quit just doing loans. On commercial real estate, obviously that starts hurting values, and this becomes a huge circle there. And as we try to compare, you know, the the last recession to what may be ahead of us, um, let's look at the borrowers kind of out there in, in their situation right now. When you look at the overall debt on commercial real estate uh, compared to commercial real estate values, you kind of look at the loan to value ratios. Um, where are we uh, compared to? you know, 08, 09, and today, or do we have less debt on these properties than we did back then? Yeah, so, I mean, definitely night and day uh, as far as LTVs at the beginning of, you know, the, the great financial recession versus the beginning of the downturn associated with, with COVID-19. Um, you know, you look to the CMBS market, you know, a lot of instances, I think the, the average for CMBS was in the high 80s. And, and we know that uh, that may not have been a fully accurate representation of what that number was. And it probably was realistically somewhere in the 90s. So, you know, very little margin of error back in the mid 2000s. And we obviously, you know, felt that dynamic during the, the great financial recession. 
Um, we look at it today, you know, I think that the average, uh, you know, is right around, you know, low 60s, 60 to 62% for CMBS. So certainly there is, you know, more margin of error. I think also coming out of the Great Recession, you know, a number of banks were, were very careful with how much debt, you know, the, the LTVs on, on these properties. They, you know, watched it pretty carefully. Um, didn't see a lot of, you know, the 90 or 100 percent of construction cost financing that we know and into a significant amount of trouble. And so I think, you know, the banks generally were, were you know, more engaged on, on, you know, managing and understanding the risk. At the, at the same point, you know, we saw a change in the overall lending dynamic, the lending market. And so where prior to the, the great, uh, great financial recession, you know, banks, uh, CMBS, LifeCo's were the, you know, were the drivers. In addition to those, we've had the rise of the non-bank entities over the last seven or eight years. And I think that, you know, a lot of the non-bank entities, you know, took some of that risk away from CMBS, took some of that risk away from the banks. And so, and so certainly in, in my mind, you know, there may be, you know, uh, you know, greater, uh, uh, you know, there, there may be less margin of error in, you know, the non-bank lending space than there is in the bank lending space. So I think that, uh, you know, LTVs certainly are, you know, different, uh, much more conservative at the beginning of, you know, the dynamic associated with COVID-19. Yeah, and that should sure make a, a difference uh, this time around if uh, if we're headed for a, a recession. And, uh, you know, uh, are we are we in or headed for a, a recession? Well, I, I think that, you know, there's a, there's a, a number of thoughts, but certainly it looks that, uh, you know, uh, GDP growth is, is going to be, you know, severely contracted uh, during the during the upcoming quarter. Uh, certainly, there is a very strong fiscal support package. There has been a very strong response from the Fed um, as far as, you know, create, you know, uh, reducing impediments to lending, dropping rates to zero, you know, between zero and 25 basis points, purchasing assets, creating, um, a, you know, a number of programs for borrowers. So, so certainly, you know, the expectation is, is that, you know, a number of policymakers have talked about, you know, a pretty bleak uh, result economically in the next quarter, but then they're expecting that, you know, there's going to be a rebound um, as we begin to uh, emerge from the shelter in place orders later, later this year. So this third, third and fourth quarter, I think have, you know, more positive hope. Yeah, that's excellent. And, you know, when we start to look at uh, more of the differences between kind of today than where we were in, uh, in say, 08, um, you know, we have lower interest rates today, right? As you mentioned, I guess we have really more kind of consumer savings. Um, you know, are, are, are those aspects that could really help this if downturn, if you will, come out of it faster, uh, maybe prices and values rebound faster. I know there are some other differences that you think are significant that could make this different than than uh, 08. 
Well, I think, yeah, I think, I think this will certainly have a, a, and already has had a, a different set of circumstances than, you know, what we saw in, in 2009. I mean, you know, 2009, we had kind of, you know, a, a, a steady drop off. And in this, in this uh, dynamic, you know, we've had the shelter in place order, which certainly has, you know, created, you know, a, a very uh, sharp uh, turn as far as you know, the economy is concerned. So, so already off to, you know, significant different paths. I think that, you know, there is more capital available today than there was in 2009. And so I think from a, you know, rebound perspective, you know, certainly there is, you know, that's, that's certainly a, a, a significant pro. I think additionally, um, you know, Congress has moved very quickly on the fiscal package. It's been sizable. And so from that standpoint, that is also different than what we saw in 2009. So certainly, you know, another, another check in the pro column. And, and then I think, you know, the, the Fed has moved, you know, at a much faster rate um, and, and to a much greater degree than, than we did during the last downturn. So certainly I think that you're beginning to see, you know, a number of, of you know, checks, you know, in the, in the pro, um, in the, you know, in the pro rebound category, you know, the column. I think, you know, the, the question really comes back to, you know, what is the timeline associated with the virus? How long does it take the health professionals to figure it out? And, and really that in, in my mind is, is one of the, you know, most major missing components for the economy, you know, beginning to, to rebound. Yeah, that's uh, certainly the the wild card, isn't it? And yeah, that is interesting. There is a lot more dry powder. I remember being at uh, the ICSC Recon Convention in Onan in the spring, and uh, uh, everyone kind of hiding in their booths. <laughs> and if anybody came out, it's like, oh, "Do you have any money? Any, any equity?" Everybody looking for equity, and it's a it is totally different now in that regard. And I guess another uh, difference. Tell me if this the significance here is. Uh, you know, home values uh, were obviously devastated at that point, and now it seems like home values have kind of really held their own. Is that what you see out there, and is is that a material difference as well? I mean, so far, my understanding is 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 that you know the home the home market continues you know to function, um, can, you know, continue continues to to function, uh, you know, within expected parameters. So I think you know with with money being available. Um, with lending, you know, continuing to go on, you know, certainly those are, are, you know, very positive dynamics with, you know, the Fed and the other regulators rolling back some of the regulation uh, and removing impediments uh, for bank lending. That, that certainly is, you know, another, another very positive dynamic. And so I think that, you know, it is certainly, you know, a different set of circumstances today than, than we had in, in 2008, 2009. Uh, so that certainly is, you know, some, you know, some, some, it bodes well for, for a rebound, I think. Yeah. And that's uh, certainly good to hear. Well, Brian, what would you leave our uh, commercial real estate audience with uh, around the country to uh, think about moving forward here as of uh, May 21st? Well, I think, you know, certainly there have been some questions about, you know, is lending still going on? And I can answer that, yes, I'm aware that, you know, the banks are still open for business and they are still lending. For the most part, they've pulled back on, 
you know, the areas that you typically pull back on on this part in the cycle, meaning you pull back on the lending associated with speculative projects. And I think for the most part, you know, most of the banking community has pulled back, but they continue to remain, you know, engaged fully on, you know, loans that have already been made, uh, loans that are on stabilized properties. And so I think, you know, that's a, certainly a, a good dynamic. We continue to watch the market and monitor it closely. And, you know, as, as Chair Powell has said, we're prepared to move very quickly if we feel that we need to, to move. And so we continue to uh, monitor the, the markets very closely. All right, Brian. Well, thanks for what you do. And uh, thanks for being on the show with us. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate the time today. And uh, thank you for joining us around the country. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we appreciate uh, hearing from you uh, and we appreciate you sharing the show. So check us out on your favorite social media sites. We'll continue our Corona time, as I'm calling it, uh, coverage uh, to see how commercial real estate uh, participants are dealing with it and what to expect next. So uh, keep joining us, visiting our website, seriesshow.com. Please subscribe uh, wherever you're catching the show uh, so you don't miss a show of special value to you. Until the next show, be sure you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. the show? Consider referring business or doing business with our sponsors. Bull Realty is a commercial real estate sales, leasing, and advisory firm doing business throughout the Southeast, headquartered in Atlanta. Visit bullrealty.com for more information. Commercial Agent Success Strategies provides video training for commercial agents. This training gets five-star reviews from even the most experienced brokers. Learn more at commercialagentsuccess.com. You're invited to connect with us on your favorite social media. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Be sure and subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And at the show website, CREshow.com, you can subscribe for a weekly email announcing the show topic and guest. While you're there, you also found more videos and podcasts. Thank you for watching or listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show.